0: That top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a
1: motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro, player, player, and 64. Cruising, you would say exotic. I need some bows Hit the floors cause I need that flower in this hoax. Nintendo power with the power, you can run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. buck, Hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro, player, player, and sixty four. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast number eight. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, Shahid?
0: Nothing much. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves this lovely week. Let's get to it.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's definitely get to it. Um The Minnesota Vikings, we had the early game. The early, early Thursday night game. And like I somewhat predicted, um Kirk Cousins had a pedestrian game. He didn't have turnovers like I thought, but he didn't he didn't kill us. Uh, the play calling was a little weird, if I should say. <laughs> uh, but the running game came into effect. Uh, Dalvin Cook pretty much was the MVP again. Um, Diggs had what, seven receptions for 143 yards. Uh, Cook had 23 carries, 98 yards for a TD.
0: Wait, you said the MVP. You didn't say who the real MVP is.
1: The real MVP is Dalvin Cook.
0: You sure? Yeah. That's not what I heard this past week.
1: Let's talk about what did you hear?
0: No, who was in the MVP discussion cuz he had oh, a good 3 weeks? Man, I just I just want you to say it out loud so I can have my response.
1: Yeah, so Kirk Cousins is <laughs> is being talked about for MVP right now of the league. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, you know and, this is a this is a prime example of uh, what, what was Daniel Bryan talking about a, a couple of months back? Fickle.
0: <laughs> All it took was three good weeks, and they and you know what's hilarious about it? Even the people were saying it was like we really don't believe this, but I guess we got to talk about it. I'm like <laughs> I was, I thought about you the first time I heard that. Because it was like, oh, you know, three games of a QBR above 130 and he's in the top five and this, this and this. Like, you know, he might be a dark horse MVP candidate. And I'm just sitting here like, (laughs) (laughs) you keep telling yourselves that if you guys want to. So I guess I guess it was a I guess it was a slow sports week.
1: It had to be. Cause when you had when you had sent me the text, I was like, "He joking?" And then I started looking around, watching TV, and I'm like, "Oh, this is really a thing. <laughs> is this really a real thing?" And I'm just like, "They need to stop.
0: Uh, they can't help themselves." Uh, what, I, what did I tell you? Like the bar is so low for a certain type of quarterback. If you just don't fall on your face for like a month, is he an MVP? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing because it's like last week you talked about how you were figuring out this, how it's going to play out. Like he's going to have a mediocre game and they're going to win. And I was the one like a dummy like it's the Redskins. What's there to worry about? Like, it's, you know, it should be easy. <laughs> and you were right.
1: I just knew it was that type of it was too easy of a game. And I, I'm not going to put it all on him because, like I said, he didn't turn over the ball or do anything crazy, but the play calling was just it was just weird. Especially when we got in the red zone. They were doing some weird things. And, and truth be told, if Case Keenan would have stayed in the game, we might have a different game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh but yeah, that's what it was. He got the win. Uh just move on. Six and two now. Uh and we move on to play, I believe, is it Kansas City next? I believe it is. Let me check. Uh, we move on to play, yes, play the Chiefs. Who knows if Patrick Mahomes is coming back, if they were smart. He'll, he'll, he'll probably be back. Yeah, if they were smart, they would <laughs> let him sit one more week, but I know how that go. Um,
0: I mean, but you, you guys play, what, Thursday night? Yeah. So, yeah, so it wouldn't be till yeah, there's some, so it'll be a rest. Um, they, the way they were talking, I, they might have him sit out week, but Seemed like the injury wasn't as bad as it seemed and can sit in a position where they can't just be pissing away losses.
1: Yeah, sitting at five. So I know,
0: yeah, I know life's like long term. He's the future and everything like that. But it's always a pressure where, you know, if you feel like he's close enough, you want to, you know, deal with it this year, you know, get in this year and have like a reasonable C or play catch up the rest of the year. So, we shall see. That's definitely going to be a shootout. and I know how you feel about Minnesota Vikings and shootouts. So, yeah. That'll be a fun game at the very least. And we get to see Kirk Cousins, the, the gunslinger. Well,
1: the one good thing about this game, I get to watch at home. I finally I got two weeks off. Uh, so, I get to be at home and I get to cuss and scream and get mad and do whatever. But let's just move on and talk about your –
0: <laughs>
1: let's talk about your Philadelphia Eagles and your Philadelphia Eagles fans. Let's just start with the game first.
0: Before that, I'm going to talk about from the Buffalo side because I was watching pregame <laughs> and I was here to talk about Josh Allen, the Bills. And they were five and one. And I remember I was telling you they were five and one, and he was he was surprised, and that was basically the thing Like no one believes we're five and one, and no one believes in us. And let's talk about Josh Allen, and you know he's a. He comes from a close-knit family. Uh, So? (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, he's got (laughs) poise, and he, you know, he's got intangibles, and he's the second and third best athlete at QB. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, no wonder Rich roots for the Chiefs now. Because if he had to, I'm like, he comes from a close-knit family. He was cool with his sister, so that helps him to pop. Like, what are we talking about? So, I'm hearing all these people hype them up. And I, you know, smart people pay attention to the schedule, even though you, don't, you can't control who you play. Who you play is, does can make a difference. And I'm hearing all this about Josh Allen, the god, and yada, yada, yada. And you you play Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Have you played before? you remember revoking from Metal Gear Solid 3? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know, I come to find a franchise quarterback. No, I come to look for a franchise quarterback. And what do I find? but a greasy freebooter. That's all Josh Allen is. Like, that boy stinks. <laughs> and there's no way. I'm like, with that weather, they weren't losing to the Bills. The Eagles' problems come with playing teams that can move the ball quickly down the field through the passing game. Buffalo is not that team. So, I'm like, I never worried about I'm like, as long as the Eagles don't have any catastrophe or, like, a super sloppy game, they were never losing the Bills in that weather. And seeing Josh Allen run around playing like a HBCU quarterback, I'm like, <laughs> "This <laughs> the guy you hyping up? <laughs> like,
1: you gotta be kidding me!" Who, who, who said that tweet? Was it you or Rich? I couldn't stop laughing myself.
0: <laughs> we said in a, no, we were talking about it in a group chat, and Rich <laughs> posted it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm like, if he was a different complexion, we'd be talking about a whole. What's, the, what's really different between him and Dak Prescott? Except for Dak has a better support system. I mean, and is like yeah. slightly more and like slightly more accurate. Josh got a better arm. Nothing. Dallas just uses deck, Prescott a lot better than Mike. Buffalo is trying to make him something that he's not, and it's this whole stigma about you know yeah he runs, he has a big arm, but we're gonna keep him in the pocket. He's inaccurate and plays and Buffalo—that's a bad combination. Buffalo does not play in a the dome. They deal with windy situations. That's gonna be an issue. With two, that's going to be an issue. They have eight home games and they play in the AFC East. So, where you also play in New England, you play in New England and you play on the Jets. So, at least 10 games is go, where there's going to potentially be an issue. And you have a quarterback who can, you know, he can throw 70 yards. He might not hit his receiver, but he can sure throw 70 yards. So, you
1: know what? I, you know what is almost what I think about the Bills fan base? The Bills fans base, and even not the team, but they still looking for a Jim Kelly. You know what I mean? I mean, feel I mean, how
0: you,
1: feel how you yes. want about Jim. K. It's almost like Denver. Like, you know, we, we, we're still looking for that John, next John Elway.
0: But you know why? Because they haven't had a great quarterback since then. And they didn't appreciate when it, they, and they've had good quarterbacks that they didn't appreciate because Doug Flutie was good. They never appreciated him. Tyrod Taylor was good. They never appreciated him either. They liked them, but it's like, oh, let's give Rob Johnson a chance and J.P. Losman and all these people. Like, it's the excuses they make for Josh Allen's insane because it's the same argument they made while Tyrod Taylor could never succeed. And just watching them, like their defense, the defense is good. Their offense is like scatter and, you know, Johnson, you run around, make a play here, here and there. I'm like, you're not beating any good teams like that. You notice know I've talked about the game. I haven't even talked about the Eagles. You want to know why? <laughs> because I never thought they were I'm like, the Eagles went in there. They ran the ball. Carson Wentz protected the ball. And the defense played decent. So that's all. that's all that was necessary against Buffalo. You know, it was still a few mis- hiccups here and there, but they're different when they get to play with the lead. Like, they had an eight-minute drive where they just ran down Buffalo's throat. And once they have, like, it was – when they got the turnover at the end of the second quarter and scored, and then scored in the third quarter on that long run by Miles Sanders, the game was a wrap. Yeah, about a little Period. And it was kind of like, you know, they're not going to lose a shootout with Buffalo unless they just shoot themselves in the foot. And beside like a muff fumble on a punt, they were fine for the most part. And it'll be the same thing against when they play Chicago. Because Chicago is like a similar situation where they have a great defense and an offense they don't trust. And I was watching that the end of the Bears game, and then I saw Matt Nagy's like, he doesn't trust it's Not that he doesn't trust Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't trust his offense. Cause he's like, well, we're not going to throw the ball. Cause Mitch might throw interception. We're not going to run the ball. Cause our running back might fumble. So we're going to kick the ball, even though kicking has been a problem since last year. So look,
1: remember like, uh, week two or week three we was talking about Mitchell Trubisky on the show and I think we had tweeted about him too and one of my friends had like chimed in on the tweet he's on Twitter but he's not really on Twitter he'll pop in here and there he was like oh no you know it was a it's early blah, blah. so uh he put out a, a Facebook page a Facebook post and he was just like yo I'm starting not to believe in Mitchell Trubisky I said see I was trying to tell you
0: that he's a he he's a greasy freebooter too. He's a <laughs> he's a phony that they're trying to make him out to be something else. When I hear people talk about poise and clutch and all that, and they have it, and not about like their other abilities, that's how I know they're fake. And yeah, he's
1: not. You
0: good. can see how they you could see how they coach. It's like we trying to minimize the playbook as much as possible and stuff like this. Ain't the SEC. This is, he's on his second different offense, because they, they have offensive weapons. Yes. Matt Nagy is, and Matt Nagy is smart. Like, whatever you want to say about him, like, his stubbornness about the kicking game aside, he's not a dummy when it comes to offense. He's from the Andy Reid tree. And I watched them last year, and like, they did a whole lot of, a lot of witchcraft and voodoo to make Trubisky look as good as possible, and it still didn't matter. Like that's, and the fact that people are talking about maybe we should trade for Cam Newton says if you're talking about trade for a QB when you drafted a QB in the first round, you're only a year or two, proves that you know he don't have it. And they, they, yeah, they know he don't have it.
1: That's definitely shocking that people are like, I've seen Bears fans saying, yeah, that's a trade that should happen. We should try to go after him. I'm like, oh, okay. This
0: team is a super. This, if this team with a good quarterback is a Super Bowl contending team and they are pissing it away because they do not have a, no, they don't just have a good, they have a bad quarterback. He can't throw to one side of the field. That's a problem. <laughs> that, is, that is a severe problem. And they're already mad, like from Bears' fancy not to be happy with that Jordan Howard trade. For all to talk about devaluing running backs and how it's not important, you asked them about that, and they are still pissed, and rightfully so.
1: Timeout though. How do you make it that far only being able to throw on one side of the field? He's bad. But how do you make it heat to the NFL? How do you get to that point?
0: Cause he's Because he's white. <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? It, it ain't that. No, down. no, no, yes. no, 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 no. He's white and went to a big school. Okay, I get that. That that's no argument. I will not even, you know, I'm with you on that. What I'm saying is, so you telling me everybody out there has got two eyes, maybe four eyes if you wear glasses, and you telling me you can't see that he can't throw on, like, only half of the field he can't throw to?
0: He's Jeff, 50-50? Nathan Peterman still gets jobs. So you tell me. Uh, yeah. uh, like, Matt Moore didn't even play last year, and he's a backup on the Chiefs. He's playing <laughs> – he didn't play. Oh, I was teaching. I was teaching. I was teaching dodgeball. Was an assistant coach in the high school, and they just gave me a call. Now I got a job, and I'm starting in the national football. If you if you look the part, people all get a chance because this whole thing that's how stubbornness and racism works. He looks like a quarterback. I mean, he he got height. He can move his legs. He's got an arm. Sometimes it works. I can make it work. I'm smart. And that's, what, that's why we keep getting Mitch Trubisky's. And we're going to always keep getting Mitch Trubisky's. And I won't rub it in. like You could have Deshaun Watson, man, getting kicked in the face and still throwing touchdowns half blind. But nah, you're going to try to make it work running the wishbone <laughs> with Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so I'm looking. So the Eagles are finally at home. Deshaun Jackson, it's a good chance he'll be back. So I'm looking forward to watching the Eagles football the way it should be with a credible offense. But no, you brought up Eagles fans. They some of the most miserable people I've ever. Seen. It's not. It's the fans on Twitter. They some of the most miserable people I have ever heard. And I would have thought winning the Super Bowl would have made things better. It just made things worse. Because <laughs> now they now they entitled. It's,
1: you know, if it wasn't for you, I would never even look into Eagles Twitter but it's just interesting to see just like Buffalo yeah, scores no, a field goal how how the reaction <laughs> Eagles reaction I'm just like chill out it's like 3-0 never,
0: never tweet during yeah, again Carson Wentz ain't got it <laughs> I'm like are you out your damn mind like you look at all the teams who still shuffling around for QBs Like Miami and Buffalo has been spending 25 to 30 years trying to find a QB they can trust. You got one. And then you're like, I don't know about this guy. You know, I think Doug Predison, he's really a phony. I'm like, they just won a Super Bowl like two years ago. They almost went to the NFC Championship game last year with a whole bunch of injuries. They're okay now. Like, they're struggling because they have injuries. And this whole, how oh, Howie Rose was a fraud because he didn't make trades. Oh, because he didn't trade a second-round draft pick for Chris Harris that's about for expiring contract. He didn't. Like, nobody made a trade yesterday because teams were being ridiculous about what they want. And it's like, that's – the only reason draft – the only reason that trade deadline became a thing was because the Eagles in the first place. Because teams used to never make trades like that. Like, football teams didn't make trades for, like, players like at trade deadlines. The Eagles started doing that. And then everybody followed that. And what happened this year was the Patriots overpaid for conventional purposes to get Mohammed Sanu. They gave him a second. And that ruined the market for everybody else. So that worked for New England. They got who they wanted. And they prevented other teams from improving without, you know, damaging themselves. Because they're smart. So I'm like, you know, Robbie Anderson, it was different, you know, get Robbie Anderson for a fourth, but not for a second. And other teams like, well, we're not in a position to make teams better. So we just going to be bad ourselves. Like if you're Cincinnati, why are you keeping A.J. Green?
1: Yeah. I mean, he can't stay on the field. That's the reality of it.
0: This is last. This is last year. And you're benching Andy Dalton. Trade him. Yeah, you're not, you not winning this year I, not winning for it, a couple of years exactly like you're not winning this year what's the point of keeping him when he's going to leave what's the point of keeping Gino atkins like you're going to rebuild with, team, with players that's about to be on the decline trade them get something back so you make your improvement better like the Jets I don't know what they do. not trade Le'Veon Bell fine cool pissing off Jamal Adams talking about you want to trade him and then not trading him okay now you got to deal with that headache Robbie Anderson's gonna be a free agent. Y'all not winning this year, so what's the point?
1: Yeah, I thought for sure they were gonna move Jamal and you know Jamal Adams, but I was just like, what?
0: We're out of position. We ain't in position to helping other teams. We ain't tanking. And Denver's talking the same nonsense. Like y'all stink. <laughs> and Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco's out. So like, no, we're not gonna trade Chris Harris. We're just gonna let him leave. Cause whatever. Like. I— I don't understand. It's the reason why bad teams stay bad because they're stubborn and stupid.
1: Yeah. Um, you brought up tanking, and Miami is doing a masterful job of that. Because <laughs> uh, I turned it to the uh, uh, Steelers game, and I was like, oh, the Eagles are – I mean, uh, Miami is up. Oh, they're about to
0: – no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, it's a team of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And a whole bunch of players that don't want to be there, and players that already traded, it. it's going to work as well as you think it's going to work.
1: Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. Um, I hope this works out for him, in the end I really do.
0: The the problem will be whoever whoever is going to work out for it is not going to be the people currently there. Yeah. Brian Flores, is, and that's the problem. That's why that's the issue with tanking in football. Basketball is the exception, but we'll get to basketball later. When you when you tank and anything like that. The people that's making those decisions the tank, they end up getting fired. And some other regime get the hand get the, the fruits of your labor, like what happened in Cleveland. So it's kind of like, okay, well, cool. But well, like that's if I'm Brian Flores, I'm pissed. I'm like, I know I wanted that job, but what I'm told to do. They don't want me to win. They're not giving me the pieces to win. And I'm getting judged by that. And it's like, oh, all we saw is like you owe and whatever. You won in 15. Wow, how we know we coach? It's like, you saw what I was dealing with. But that's not gonna matter. All they gonna remember, all that's gonna matter is the record. And those players are gonna be tied to that. Oh, use on the Dolphins, you trash and everything. Although I will say this, because they did trade for a key to lead and an extra draft pick. I saw a came a joke tomorrow, you know, if I was somebody retired 15 minutes ago and somebody brought up Vontae Davis, and I was like, it's still Miami. We've seen ballers. <laughs> like come on now, he go he gonna be he's still living in Miami, Florida, where does not have a state tax, and he's an athlete making money in Miami. He's gonna be just fine. Like Jim, he can chill out with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's Miami. I know it's like he's going from a good team to a bad team, but it's not like he's going from the Rams to the Bengals. He's going from the Rams to the Dolphins. That's still playing Miami, and we I keep saying Miami because it's Miami. It's so. It's worse places to be than Miami. It's the reason why athletes go to Miami all the time.
1: Um Question for you. Uh-huh. Has the Atlanta Falcons recovered from that Super
0: Bowl? They never
1: recovered, right?
0: <laughs> no. Well, yes. I will say that. It's easy to say that they haven't. But just keep in mind, they almost beat the Eagles in the playoffs the year the Eagles won a Super Bowl. True. We tend to forget that. Like, that game was real close. A bounce here and there, and they could have easily beat, you know, the Eagles, and who knows how they could have done. We, we were talking different. The issue was, I mean, the issue is, one, Kyle Shanahan left. And you see it, you know, for all the jokes and comments people made about them blowing the 23 lead, seeing what he does in San Francisco proves that Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. So, you're taking that piece out, that definitely affected the team. And, they keep getting injured on defense and they're old on offense. Absolutely. That's the front. Like like Matt Ryan is, Matt Ryan is good, but it's funny. Matt Ryan is, he's won an MVP. He's made a ton of money. And if you ask people like top 10 quarterbacks, you would never mention his name.
1: It's the, it's the triple H effect.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, he's, he's triple H basically. Um, I never thought he was. De- <sighs> no, I'm not. I don't want to say. I mean, he's not bad. It's the whole thing is he's good. He's not great, but he's not ab- like he's way better than Matt. He's better than Matt Stafford. He's Matt Stafford was. You know, he he's Matt Stafford with success. That works, but not enough success to get like labeled as like being great. Because it's amazing how Philip Rivers get called great, and Matt Stafford's. I mean, and Matt Ryan's probably done. Accomplished more than Philip Rivers has, yeah. But Matt Ryan's just so nondescript; like he doesn't have a this personality that stands out, and he plays in a team that people expect to disappoint. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Like you got that team with that talent, and Julio Jones is just wasting away. Absolutely.
1: I mean, he got he got paid, but it's just like, are you gonna ever gonna get back to the you
0: know? Oh, I mean, I would never say never, but. I I don't see it because it's just – they don't – they got too many holes and they don't have an identity right now. And that team should be a lot better on offense than what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like I look at that team, I'm like, you know, you got a running back. You got Matt Ryan. You got Julio Jones. You got speed on the offense. You had speed on defense. You only won one game. And that was a game where they beat us (laughs) when when half our offense got hurt in the first quarter. So (sighs) – no, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of situations like Atlanta, where it's like they're bad. They don't have a plan.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I guess we'll move on to my favorite quarterback, Jared Goff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> look, look, so I have somebody who uh, listens to the sports show and he's just like, you know, I'm a Rams fan. It's somebody I used to work with. He's like, you give my Rams a hard way to go. Uh, Jared Goff is look what he did this week, and I'm like, he played the Bengals. <laughs>
0: the Bengals make everybody look better.
1: <laughs> like, <clears throat> have you noticed the pattern of the games that he have big games in this this season? Like, it's not against elite teams. I mean, maybe he has have one or two games that I'm just not remembering right now.
0: But no, not this. It hasn't been since last year. Like, the Patriots put the blue player out. For how to deal with them, and their biggest issue is that team is only as good as ty gurley And whatever is up with ty gurley he is not the same. And they have not recovered. Like Cooper Cup can get all the numbers he can get, that team's not doing anything with Jerick off there. And they and they know it, but they're stuck because they paid them all that money. And now that's why Sean McVay standing there looking all befuddled, like it. And people get caught up. Oh, he looked nice against a bad team. Maybe he turned the corner. And I keep hearing, I see that there, <laughs> I see Daniel Jones on the Giants, I see Cal, I see the dude on um the Panthers, and it's like, oh, that's the difference between him and Cam Newton because they ran into a good, they ran into a good team and they got slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, when they ran saying, and it's like you know, Cam Newton may not beat the 49 they would have looked a lot better, and it's a ceiling to a lot of these average quarterbacks. And people want to act like that ceiling don't exist. It's like, oh, well, you can coach it up and do anything and make it but Like, no, you can't. How many years we you got to keep doing this? How many years do you got to keep proving, like, you know, having a very good QB matters and trying to fake it like you got one. You can only fake it for so long. And don't people be good? Like I said, people good for three weeks. Is he in the MVP conversation in the <laughs> National Football League? I'm like,
1: no, he is not. <laughs> you know – and I'm really afraid if he ha- if he has – even a, a mid-game against the Chiefs and we win, I feel like this conversation is going to get worse and I'm going to be afraid because I don't even want to hear
0: it because I, I know mean, how this can turn out. It's going to, The conversation is going to be there, but I'm like, if anybody's MVP on the Vikings, it's Dalvin Cook. Because yeah. for all the talk, Christian McCaffrey's getting – Dalvin Cook's having a better year. and t- Unless Russell Wilson gets hurt. It's gonna be Russell Wilson. Yeah, they know they're gonna look at the quarterback it, first. And everybody knows it's gonna be Russell Wilson. And if it's not him, I could say Tom Brady. Even though not really, I could say just Sean Watson. You know, Mahomes hasn't played enough. It's like I can name a whole bunch of people way before I get to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, but I want to bring, I want to talk. You know, about the whole QB thing. And I said Tom Brady. You know the dirty secret right now in the league? The two best teams are being led by game game manager quarterbacks. Tom Brady? Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you... Yeah. I watched some of that um, Patriots-Browns game, and I came to three conclusions. One, the Patriots have a very good defense. Mm -hmm. Maybe a great defense. Two... It's hard to know because they're playing some stupid ass teams. Like, <laughs> I don't know how great a defense you got to be if you throw on a toss right to the defensive player. Like, I don't know if that thing's skill or it's just like the, the Browns is just morons. Like, I'm looking at, they had three straight turnovers. Is that, I'm not, part of that's great defense. Part of that, like, the teams are just bad. Yeah, and, Browns are just bad. That's just, and it's like Baker Mayfield just looks like. Ugh. And third, like, Tom Brady, yeah, I can see why it's talking about him about to retire. Because he is not the same. And I know people like, rings and all this stuff and everything. But I'm like, anybody watching is like, that's not the same Tom Brady at all. Like, he is diminished. And I don't think it doesn't it hasn't mattered so far because the defense has been, like, world class. But if they ever run into a team where the defense is not shutting anybody down – they are not beating no team. They are not going to outscore a high-powered offense. And they have yet to play a a team that can put up points. And it's funny because we play them in three weeks. And it's a home game.
1: And yeah, we'll we'll start to see how this um shakes out. I think that um it's like they say father time is undefeated. You know, no matter what you do. You know your arm's gonna not gonna be as strong as it used to be. be not
0: nano nano bubble nano bubble water won't protect you. <laughs> nano machines, whatever talking about Tackle Tom Brady is like tackling the sponge. It's no bones. I don't no wonder he doesn't get hurt. Like people need to go to school. <laughs> stop, stop, stop talking this moronic stuff. Like he's just gumby. <laughs> he just get hit. He liquefies himself so he doesn't get injured. Like are you out your damn mind? Yeah, it's, Tom Brady ain't no shapeshifter. He's just a quarterback that stretches.
1: It's almost reminiscent of when you saw when you could see Peyton Manning playing, and you saw that oh he ain't got it no more. He, I mean, he just doesn't have it. And you starting to see that with Brady, and you know I get it. You know if I if I was a Patriots fan, I would be oh you know saying maybe the same stuff too. But reality is reality.
0: All you to do is look at the Super Bowl. If they played yeah. a decent team, they would have gotten slaughtered. <laughs> like, he stunk in the Super Bowl. He just did just enough. And, like, it's no shame. He's old.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's, like, when you old, he's old, and he finally looks old. And it's fine. And they know all the time. He's selling his house. He's trying to his house. He's on there talking about, oh, I'm thinking about spending time with my kids. You don't talk like that unless he's, like, you know. Yeah, I might be out the door. Yeah, he's
1: probably, he's probably going back looking at the footage of games this year. Like shit, nah. he know
0: and he you know it's like if I don't leave Belichick, they're gonna push me out. Because Belichick probably would have tried to push him out like three or four years ago, but Kraft didn't let him. But it's kind of like you know the writing the writing's all always on the wall, and it's kind of like you know Peyton Manning got pushed out, Joe Montana got pushed out. Mm-hmm. If you don't retire, you get pushed out. That's how it works. Like, even Brett, even God Almighty Brett Favre got pushed. It's not like nobody's immune to that unless you leave out on top like John Elway did. Otherwise, it's going to be like, yeah, I think it's time to go.
1: Well, somebody who is of a little older age but still playing high is Drew Brees because he came in like clockwork and it was like he never left. Oh, yes, they were going against Arizona, but still, I mean, <clears throat> the numbers he put
0: up is when Drew Brees isn't getting scammed, he's an excellent quarterback, even though he's still not the same Drew Brees. He's good enough to be to look like Drew Brees.
1: Yeah, I guess um off of all that, we will be looking at the Chiefs and who will y'all be playing again this week.
0: You're playing the Bears in at home <laughs> game. And boy, get to see Mitch Trubisky throwing duck balls and try to do triple laterals and all this crap to try to I was it sound like they got Khalil Mack. They did all those trades for Khalil Mack to make the defense awesome. And they're being held back by a, a noodle-arm quarterback that t- they had no – if they draft – like, I know it's been being the ground. If they just drafted Deshaun Watson.
1: Oof. You wouldn't even be having – we wouldn't even have these conversations
0: right now. They would be saying – we would be talking about are the Bears the team to beat in the NFC. And they could have had a – because it's funny where I look at them man Houston. They got – different problems because like Houston has an awesome offense and now their defense is suspect because of injuries and they decided we did and that whole we don't need to Dave Clowney because we got J.J. Watt and Clowney's not good without Watt is yeah you forget the whole part where like you know J.J. Watt can't stay healthy anymore and now he's out for the year again maybe it's time for him to retire
1: (laughs) maybe maybe it's starting to be a thing like like Every
0: season is like, yeah, you ain't Yeah, like, he up before last year, like, he missed, what, two straight seasons in a row? or They got shortened because of injuries, mm-hmm. and now this one's shortened because of injury, and it's like, you know, all that working in law log cabin and, and loving America is like, if that super soldier serum ain't chicken, <laughs> that shit don't make a difference. Yeah, y'all can laugh like, oh, don't say that about J.J. Watt. His yeah. body's falling apart. It's just proving that football is a tough sport. And like and can it off. continues to and it continues to have me you know this whole health as a skill. You can't improve it. Like I said, this isn't Final Fantasy. You can't work on your HP points.
1: Well, transitioning to the NBA, uh, tonight, we're gonna have a great matchup. Two three and O teams are be facing each other. The Timberwolves and the 76ers. But before that, uh let's talk about our teams. Um I didn't get to see but one Minnesota game, that was the game against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you one thing that I saw was maturity. For the simple fact of that's a game that we could easily lost last year or even two seasons ago. But I can see now that uh, the team, you know, has matured and knows how to keep their head in the game. Um, no matter, you know, because Kyrie Irving was going to get his buckets that night. He was. I just said something just threw up my hands. It was like he can't be stopped. Like, I mean, he doing
0: those NBA street moves. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I am not did it. this Did this mofo just do a, a roll and try to, to get a, get some space to shoot a jumper? I was like, at first, I was like, okay. Like he slipped. Now I am watching the game. I'm like, that, look, that was planned. I know he thinks the earth is flat, but gravity still is a thing. Like, <laughs> But no, I've watched bits and pieces. the The biggest difference with the with Minnesota is like, it's Carl Anthony Towns' team, no doubt, and they're doing everything to maximize the team around him and empowering him, cause it's like we're paying him all this money. He's the man, and there's nobody here to like make that argument. So use him that way. And they have they don't have a coach that's stuck in the 90s like Thibodeau. We're gonna play you 43 minutes a night. And just run people in the ground. It's, yeah. They're looking like a modern team. And Robert Covington is good having a 3D wing that's cheap. That's like a good complimentary player. Like We miss him in Philly. I, I'm, I hope you enjoy Minnesota. Y'all still got Andrew Wiggins, though.
1: Hey, hey, Man. hey, hey. we ain't going to go talk about that. He, get, he, he got had off. a
0: good quarter. Yeah, no. He had a good quarter. And everybody was getting on Bonnie Jones. Oh, I guess you don't think he will read it now, huh? It's like, yeah, all right. Look, he played like shit the whole game.
1: (laughs) It got to that court. I was like, Oh snap. So, you know, he's he's another one.
0: He's like, Oh, Billy Gunn had a good match, we (laughs) might have something. You know like Jim Ross said, birth athlete of WWE Bacah, Billy Gunn. That's that's Andrew Wiggins. You know, he just he just looks the part. It just looks like a great NBA wing, and every now and then he just show off It's like, Oh, see, points. I told you he wasn't overrated, and then the rest of the time you just ignore him like, yeah, he <sighs> better you than me. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. It, it's tough. Could... It's tough.
1: He's um, you know, it's just he's... hard hard looking at all that money you giving him and just to see he's under you know, he's underperforming. He's not
0: performing to that contract at all. If people bring that up. Let me tell you something. If he was making ten million dollars a year, people would still complain.
1: Yeah, that's true too.
0: I mean, we all pocket watching sports and you do get when you make the big money it labels you as a sixer fan how they deal with Tobias You're a 180 million dollar man it's like whatever like so it's not your money stop complaining about it like if he's doing what he's supposed to do you ain't gonna care and if he's not doing what he's supposed to do you're not gonna care same thing with Andrew Wiggins the money is an issue as far as salary cap but unless, unless he's making like five or six like some mid-level money I'm not going to be happy cuz it's like he just coasts through the game. Like it's games where it's like he doesn't have any credible. You could basically put a chair there and it's going to have the same amount of impact yeah. and that's a problem.
1: And, and like I say if it wasn't for that court that little breakout quarter he had it would ugh, that game would have been another disgusting looking game like what? What did you do?
0: Yeah, it just proves that people don't know any about, know, know anything and we just hope for the best cuz I remember six of fans like you know, when they were tanking, they was like, oh, we get Andrew Wiggins. He's a Canadian McGrady. It's <laughs> all this. Him and Nerlis Noel can, you know, pick and roll. And it's like. Is, Nora, is Noel still in the league? Yeah. He re-signed with the Thunder one okay. year. Boy. Yeah. He turned down big money. The league changed. And he ain't changed with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... so that's your team. I get to talk about my team.
1: Yes, let's let's all get. And I still don't appreciate the whole somebody should rob them. But Dick, <laughs> let's
0: run up the rocky steps like we tours. Damn rock! No, <laughs> I'm not gonna say all I wanted to say you saw them. You saw the GIF I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all run up there like y'all like it's all cool. Like all right, go up there, going to fly now. Hey, you know, <laughs> I can- was, them wilds gonna fly, we run them pockets. It hit different now after watching state property, but go ahead. <laughs> but it's it's my Carl Anthony Towns, I think, it's from the area. So, oh, okay. It's, so it's cool. But no, I've watched all the Sixers games because I have, you know, been able to watch that work with League really pass. One of the games was uh when they played the Celtics, and they're doing what they're going to predict it to. They're just beating people up on defense. That's they're just they are wearing teams out on defense and then doing just enough on offense to win. And the offense not even been that good this year so far. Like they're still working the kinks out. They haven't been able to shoot threes. And it hasn't mattered because when you're bigger than everybody, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about tonight. It's and be like to Trey Young got off in the first quarter they shut him down the rest of the game. Because they just wore his ass out. It was like, okay, you got off. We see how you're getting off. We're going to throw Josh Richardson on you. They're going to throw Thibault on you. And then fourth quarter come. Oh, ben Simmons like, I'm just going to wait for the fourth quarter because I don't be running around sticking them all the time. Fourth quarter come. I'm going to put my hands on them. Fourth quarter came. They shut them down. And one thing I noticed like they can beat teams in multiple ways because like Detroit and B didn't play. And it was the same thing. We just going out hustle you, run you out. Tobias got hot in the third quarter. Al Horford got hot in the fourth quarter. Atlanta, they had nobody that could handle Joel Embiid. And he just did what Joe... I know people still think Jokic is the best center in the league. Whatever. I mean think that if you want to think that I don't worry about arguing like think that if you want All of it, it took him out of the game in the playoffs and certain thing, in certain situations and they would never do that with Joel Embiid period like he, when he's healthy he, he dominates because there's not a lot of people that's his size and his you know his size and his speed that can keep up with him and Atlanta didn't have anybody he just did what he wanted to do the whole entire game. And people were wondering about how they're going to handle fourth quarter clutch time. they like, we're just going to get the ball to Joel beat And that's all they did, basically, like the last six minutes. Just give it to Embiid. And I it's the talk is kind of like, you can't do that anymore in the league. Like, have a center dominate because the way the game's played. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah, I don't understand that <laughs> argument. I'm like, yes, you can. You no, know, the argument's like, because it's spacing and everything. Like I'm like, yeah, that's for bad centers. Like trust me, if Shaq was still playing in this pace, you know, just because every center shoot threes don't mean they all have to. You try, you try to tell me if Shaq was playing now, he couldn't dominate. You really think like these seven foot centers that's like two hundred and ten pounds, or these small like these small ball files gonna really stop a big I'm like, no. For like Rudy Gobert that doesn't have an offensive game, yeah, you can't do that. Centers with offensive games, yes, you can. Cause who's gonna stick them? Like who on the Hawks was gonna stick him? If you double team him, he can kick it out. So if you have a good enough center, you can definitely be the go-to guy. And he basically proved that. And I'm looking forward to this game, cause Carl Anthony Towns has not had a lot of luck sticking Joel and B. And I remember there used to be an argument over which before there used to be an argument like if you traded, would you trade Joel and B for Carl Anthony Towns? The answer used to be yes. The answer is no longer yes. Carl Anthony Towns is still a he's an awesome offensive player. The thing with him is he should be a lot better on defense than what he actually he gets is.
1: Punked. He's get punked a lot. I think when we even when we initially first started talking on Twitter, I think that's why I was like, "God, I wish we had him be." And you were like, "Oh, you know, your son is good. He's still young," but I just do remember him getting punked. <laughs> Uh And I hope I'm hoping that changes.
0: I mean, it's. Joel Embiid likes getting people in heads. He's got that whole he's got that mean-spirited Shaq thing where it's like centers, see, centers in respect, like he likes DeMarcus Cousins. He respects you like that. Um, cause you see how he, Andre Dump, Drummond, Hassan Whiteside, he loves talking trash about them. Like these bums can't stick me. It's like that. Carl Towns the same. It's like people that get compared to him they are, that he doesn't think as good as him. He loves trying to prove that point. And it's a home game. You know, Covington's coming back home. And he was a polarizing player where he was very good. And it was like certain fan, certain parts of the fan base appreciate and respect him. And certain parts thought he was a bum because they focused on the stuff he couldn't do. And it's like typical any Philly athlete. So I'm sure he's going to get a round round warm applause when he comes back. Because last year when they played, he was hurt when they had their home game in Philly. Y'all Who's your point guard?
1: Uh, T Jeff T.
0: Yeah, I need a point guard. <laughs> I've been saying that I, for a while. I thought it was I thought it was T. I just wasn't sure. I'm like, that's the one thing holding back Minnesota because they can still be a playoff team, but it's like y'all need a point guard. Yeah,
1: he's um he's he's very inconsistent. Um, and I'm just trying to see tonight's gonna be tough because <laughs> it's gonna
0: yeah. be tough. He ain't going to get off. That's And that's going to be the issue with a lot of teams people don't pay attention to. They always focus on, like, who's going to stick the small guards on the Sixers. And the real question is, who are these small guards going to stick? Because unlike last year, they have enough wing defenders where it's like, ain't nobody dropping 60. Like, they had, like, Kemba Walker, where they used to have small guards dropping 35 and 40 because they ain't had nobody can could stick them. That shit ain't happening no more. So I'm like, who's Jeff T going to stick? Uh Nobody. That's a that's gonna be a problem. Like if you got a point guard that's like 6'3 or shorter and you playing the Sixers, good luck. Like if it ain't Russell Westbrook, um you, you you're gonna have a long ass day. And that's why I think Minnesota issue is gonna be where they got size in the front court with, you know, Crafty Towns, Rowley, and Covington, but their wings. They and Sixers just wear y'all the wings and one last thing about the Sixers. I keep watching Matisse Thibault. I know Boston fans got to be mad.
1: Man, they're already (laughs) mad, but yeah, they're probably extra mad now.
0: No, because it was funny how that trade went down. Everyone knew the Sixers wanted him. Sixers fans were mad because they was like, oh, they got fleeced by Boston. Why they say they wanted him? Because they wanted Carson Edwards, too, and they felt like they traded too much for him. Boston fans were pissed because, like, why don't we just keep Thibault? Like, I remember Bill Simmons going on Twitter. It was like, what the hell are y'all doing? Y'all got thought, why don't y'all just keep him instead of getting, you know, and it's like, oh, but Carson Edwards can score points. I'm like, but can he guard anybody? And I know Sixers fans were real mad. We could have had Carson Edwards and anything like that. They kept their mouth shut. I'm like, that's not going to, as soon as you watch the play, it's not going to matter. That man is averaging like three steals and two blocks playing like 20 minutes off the bench. He's a 6'5 guard, averaging like two blocks a game. Like he's just a he's like a he's just a menace. He's just always around the ball, getting steals, getting blocks, doing help defense. And his off when he his offensive game gets on track, they got a steal. And they have somebody now where they can lock him down a small guard. They didn't have that before. And that's the biggest difference between this year and last year, where the point of attack defense, they can come at you with waves where you got Josh Richardson who's like a damn pit bull. Like that like he just gets in your face all day long. And you've only watched one game, right? Yeah, I only watched one. Did you did you complain did the referee stand out to you?
1: Um, I want to say is in the third, yeah, one in the quarters they did just stand up, because I was like, Jesus, like the game just couldn't get going because of the refs. And it was just like ticky tack shit. And I'm not even saying, like, it was just, like, stuff, that, phantom shit that you wouldn't even see. Like, what?
0: I'm glad it's not just me. I have been one to bang my head against the wall about these games. Like, it's just been hard. Mike Scott got a flagrant, two for, like, a regular hard foul. They threw him out the game. And everybody was like, are you insane? <laughs> like, when everybody was like, is that the softest flagrant two people ever seen? To the point where he couldn't believe it happened. He shook the dude's hand and just walked away. <laughs> and it got and it got rescinded to a flagrant one. It's like, what's going on? Josh Richardson got hit in the face by a shoulder. Got called for a foul. Joel Embiid got hit in the face, and his mouth is bleeding. He gets. I'm like, what is? I'm watching this game. I'm like, this is just. It's no. It's just ruining the pace. It's just all these ticky tech fouls and calls and stuff. And I'm like, this is just. It's bad enough watching the football. I'm like, this is just horrible. Maybe it's because it's the beginning of the season. But I've been watching other games, too. It's like we always complain about referees. It's like it's gotten worse in recent years.
1: Um, And what I'm worried about is if this, you know, if it keeps going on and nothing's really done or said about it, it's only going to get worse. And then you're going to have the playoffs come around, and it's going to be like.
0: Uh, oh, no. People People already been, been complaining. Because they complained last year to a point where Adam Silver had to be like, all right, let's 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 cool this out. That's how bad it got last year where players was like, you're all ruining the damn game. Fix it. And that's the first time I remember like it got an issue where the commissioner had to say something. They kind of eased up after the All-Star break. No, it's bad. And this whole challenge – and now you add a challenge thing where you can challenge to call a game and it's like – it doesn't – it's hard where you have cameras where you can see if it's like a foul or not and you realize the refs are doing it real time. But if somebody get an elbow in the mouth and they're holding their jaw (laughs) and you calling a foul on them, I'm like, you know how that looks. Oh man. So, but and I'm I'm looking forward to this game tonight because it's a battle of two undefeated teams. Like it's I think it's like three teams left in the Western Conference that's undefeated. There's only one in the Eastern Conference that's left, and it's us. Everybody, Everybody else is like three and one or two and one, anything like that. And it's good being. A, it's funny. It's good being a Sixers fan, even though like they still have room for improvement. Like they needed one more wing, cause um, James Ennis no, Cork Moss no, um, Shake Milton got hurt. So their bench, their bench is fine until one of the starters gets hurt, and then their bench becomes an issue where it's like they missing like one more one more score, just one. Everything else is fine. You know, I'm not complaining about Tobias Harris because right now he's the whipping boy, the $180 million man, and he he looked like J. Cole and <laughs> overpaid. And it was it was a very polarized Tobias Harris is a very polarizing figure because one fans feel like they traded too much for him. They feel like he's making too much money, and they rather have Jimmy Butler. And my counterpoint is he's better than what they traded for him, first of all. They weren't going to be able to get him in free agency because free keep in mind, the dirty secret about the Sixers up until recently, they never signed big free agents. Free agents did not go there. Like their biggest free agents, like the past 20 years, was Zelton Brand coming off a of torn Achilles, JJ Reddick, and Al Hortford. And JJ Reddick, they had to pay a boatload of money to get him. And Al Horford got there because the Sixers were finally good enough to actually get somebody like Al Horford. So it was like, if they didn't trade for Tobias Harris, they wasn't going to sign for Tobias Harris. And if the choice is you keep Tobias Harris, you get Josh Richardson and get Al Horford, or you just have Jimmy Butler and JJ Reddick and you hopefully keep Tobias Harris, I'm choosing the former. Like, I know Joel Embiid still misses Jimmy Butler. I know a lot of Sixers fans still miss him, but I was like, it wasn't a universe where him and Ben Simmons were going to coexist long-term. And in those, in that situation, I'm choosing Ben Simmons 10 times out of 10. And if it's a choice between Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris is younger, and his skill set fits better with the Sixers. No offense to Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah. I think it works a lot better without Jimmy Butler there. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. So tonight should be an interesting game. Uh. So and we got a game seven, baseball, and we got wrestling tonight.
0: Stick ball. <laughs> See, it came also Like I'm. I remember after the first time I saw Steven Strasburg play. I've been to, like. Oh, shut your yellow ass. Up. <laughs> <laughs> listen.
1: I, listen. I'm gonna let people be happy because I know how I was being a Cubs fan and we was in the World Series. So I'm gonna let people rock.
0: Enjoy it. It's just funny because you don't You rarely see black passionate baseball fans anymore. I watch baseball myself So I just make fun of that But it's like I never ran to a Nationals fan In my life so I'm at Cam and I'm like
1: Yeah that's weird
0: <laughs> I mean, He's from the area Because so yeah, he's, like, yeah, yeah. he's a National and Redskins fan But then he's a Spurs and He's also a Spurs fan because like, he ain't messing with the He ain't messing with the Wizards like that So yeah. I mean, you get to root for Who you get to root for because I'm like Okay my, before we go are you from, okay, are you from Minnesota? Did you live in Minnesota? Because I'm like.
1: Absolutely not. We haven't had this discussion?
0: No, because I always wondered, because oh, my no, no, dad no. moved to Minnesota, so he was like a Timberwolves fan. And okay. <clears throat> All
1: right, so I'm originally from Virginia, uh-huh. so we don't have a team to root for. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy for me. I think when I was younger, or once I started knowing football, I just gravitated towards the Vikings. I don't know if it was maybe it was they were just on TV a lot, or I just saw them a lot, or maybe because I just saw Warren Moon and it was like, oh, I liked them because you know I saw a black quarterback. I don't know what it was, but every you know I just that's the team I chose. With basketball, I never had a NBA team. I just enjoyed like watching Michael Jordan play. But it, I, w- I wouldn't say I was a Bulls fan. Like, I didn't have no Bulls or Pearl or nothing like that. Maybe some Jordans, but other than that. And once Kevin Garnett came around, I was like, I like this kid. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to be a Timberwolves fan. And it just stuck. So that's usually how it happened with me.
0: That, that makes sense. And it's funny because, like, most people in the Virginia area, they, they're, they like, Redskins fans. Yeah, Red,
1: Redskins, Redskins or Cowboys?
0: Yeah, so, Redskins or Cowboys, basically. Because it's, it's funny how – you know, cause I always wondered that. I was like, that's just weird. Yeah, but and I, and I never asked, and I never asked you, so I was just curious. So that makes sense. Like we like you know, basically for me, it's geography. I'm from Philly. We all got teams, so I root for my teams. It's been times where I have rooted for other teams, like um, basketball. I was a Suns fan for a long time when the Sixers traded Barkley, because I was like, you hated they they pissed me off. I was heated. Yeah. Not only that, they trade them that what they got for them. So I was like. Whatever, football. I've casually rooted for the vik. I rooted for the Vikings a little bit when they had when they got Cunningham, and I always was Randy Moss fan. Yeah, uh, but beyond that, it's like it's the Eagles. Uh, like I, I watch football, but it's like it's the Eagles, and I'm rooting for black quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> Call it what you
0: want. Um, yeah, like baseball has always been Phillies. line Ross. Baseball and like that, and like hockey, Flyers, but no. It's just funny, like, you get to root for who you want, because, like, if I wasn't from Philly, the Eagles might be the only team I would root for, you know, although maybe because, like, Iverson's cool. Like, well, cool's an understatement, so, but it's like, you can root for who you want, you can root for who you want for, and it's like, maybe you don't want to be a Cowboys fan.
1: Yeah.
0: No, you know, like boys like maybe if you live in somewhere and it's like you grew up watching the Cowboys and you a Cowboys fan. I'm like, you never been to Dallas. So what? Yeah, I'll be the Dallas to be a Cowboys fan. You you get to like who you like. Yeah. And although it's 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 easy to laugh like, I like the Cowboys, the Lakers, Notre Dame, and the Yankees. Like, okay, you just like winners. Which is fine too. So you get to do mm-hmm. that too. It's like it's just kind of like you get to watch sports the any way you want to watch it. And sometimes fandom can go insane anyway because this whole, like, I made that joke. I guess we can wrap up. If I go on your Twitter and somewhere on your Twitter picture or <laughs> your feed, it got anything involved in a team, your opinion gonna be trash. If you if you don't have a sports job and you don't work for the team and you're not like a journalist, yeah, tomorrow, you know, Eagles Sixers, like your name is like Eagles 415 and you got a picture of Carson Wentz and you ain't Carson Wentz. I know your tweets gonna be hot garbage, <laughs> and I was sending you all those pictures. I was like, boy, it never failed, and you was like, yup. And I was showing the other people. They was like, I, I, never paid attention to our those I'm like, yeah, like it. I always noticed it, but I never really paid attention to that day. And I was just going through all this stuff, and I was like, I was just finding like the most hot takes, like you know Carson Wentz need to go, and I see the feed. And they have like they be either they've been on Twitter like since last week, and they might got like two followers, and all their tweets like related to one topic. Not even the Eagles, just Carson Wentz. And Brand, it's like this guy, this Legout, guy just got like a burner Legout. just to talk about Carson Wentz.
1: Look out for the names Brandon, Bob,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Jacob, Sp-
0: Spencer. <laughs>
1: Jacob one (laughs) two six.
0: Your Twitter name is a phone number. It's a burner account. You trash. I'm like Twitter can already be anonymous as it is. You just making another Twitter account specifically to talk about two players. Mm -hmm. Uh oh.
1: Let me finish. Uh, The Cubs. How did I become a Cubs fan? Well, again, Virginia, and we had WGN so i will always see cub games so i just became a cubs fan um hockey i like the rangers yes i watch hockey from time to time uh and that's only because i was like you know i, I live in new york now let me get a new york team and that was the easiest team to say i like because i hate all the other new york teams and it's funny living up here i w- i always thought that you know you better be a, <laughs> a yankees or mets fans or giants or jets fans and it's really crazy up here. Like, I got this one guy that I work with. And he's an Eagles fan. He's, I, I was like, you don't like the Giants? He said, No, I hate the Giants. I can't stand them. And I was like, You lived in New York all your life? He's like, Yeah. And I, you know, it's just weird, but it's kind of cool too, because it's like, uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know how it worked out for you. You know, <laughs> all these damn Giants and Jets fans. More Giants fans than Jets, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I I've never met a Jet fan in real life in my life. <laughs> I, I know they kid. I know they exist. I know they exist. I've just never met one. It's like some teams where it's like you wonder they have fans. Like I'm trying to remember, it's like some random team. I've never met a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. The good, I know the, they exist because a good place. You know they told yeah. me about that. So, but it's like I've never met one at all. I never, met a, I never the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't get I, damn. I never met. I've met, I've met Packers fans. I've met Black Pack. Pack yeah, Packers. plenty of them. Well, I think a yeah. lot of them was when they started doing, you know, that little run.
0: If, if, yeah, I mean, keep in mind they've been consistently good for like twenty years. So, between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, so you're gonna, you know, so they used to success and like, I mean. Green Bay is segregated. There's still a few black people there.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to find in a little stadium. I'm like, where the black people are? It's cheesy. Like, you I know.
0: Like, I've seen Raiders fans. I haven't I have many Rams fans or Chargers fans before.
1: I, the guy I used to work with was a Rams fan. But he was like, he'll tell me about the St. old Louis,
0: St. Louis or Los Angeles the first old, time. That's how old he is. Damn. You know, like Chiefs fans, yeah, because they tend to be passionate. Of course, Cowboys fans, Raiders fans, um, but no, like you know, if you're not from, like it's like certain fan bases. I don't meet them out in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
1: I all I, I don't think I've ever. Now let me make sure. Well, no, because I mean I haven't never met him. But Craig is a Detroit fan, but I've never like talked to anybody else that's a Detroit. Jeremy, fan as well.
0: like Jeremy, is a Detroit fan. So okay. that's, the, that's the only one I know. So I've I've met that, but I've met Vikings fans, um, Texan fans. because I, I live in Texas, like even like Dolphins, like Bills fans. Cause like you meet one, they passionate as hell. But some some fan bases, like I've never met a fan like they exist outside the city. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, on that note, wait, you know what? Before I leave, being that I'm not gonna do a wrestling show this week for reasons, and I think I got the perfect person right now to talk to this about. How did you feel? about the whole Jordan Miles t-shirt thing?
0: I think a lot of people told him them themselves. That's what I think. I think it just pointed out even behind the t-shirt fan is the reaction to it. It's like everybody told him he just needs to shut up and do it. It's not a big deal. And it's like, yes, it is. And it's the fact it was the reaction to it that was real illuminating to it because it is how like how hard it is to be a black wrestling fan because we got to deal with so much shit and y'all tell us like it ain't a big deal. And the fact that Rodda was like, yeah, maybe we make the shirt gray is fine. He knew So don't so the whole thing is like this. He knew enough to he knew enough to know it's like I'm not saying don't do the shirt, but I wouldn't make it a black shirt. It's like he knew enough to know like that shirt could have been problematic in black. And it just makes a lot of people look a lot of people look bad because they try to blame him like oh he signed off and a lot of white wrestlers like oh ain't no big deal and I I, I miss the days when people didn't complain on Twitter and the, and they got point out hypocrites too and it also put the black wrestlers in a whole standpoint because then they gotta be the voice of reason like they, what you think Mark Henry gonna say like Mark Henry Booker T ain't the type that's gonna be like nah you know they it's, they ain't Uncle Tom. They ain't rocking the boat like they conservative black men. They ain't messing up with their money. Like, yeah, they gonna call it out how it is. But at the same time it's like, if I ain't got called out, like Booker T say, it ain't my place to be. You know, to be his hero, and he got a point whether we don't you know, like to say it or not, and that go both sides because like we saw what Booker T went through, and he talked about how he you know spoke out, but like behind closed doors, and it's like we never saw it. So we don't know if he was cool with it or not. And it's like, we got to, that affects us too. And it's, yeah, the Jay Lethal thing was funny because it was like, Jay Lethal was my <laughs> way of business. And he's like, damn, you got to call it that. But no, it basically pointed out because Cam did that whole thread and people chipping in. And i like, as long as I've been watching wrestling, we've had to deal with racism. Like I grew up in the 80s and Bad News Brown was the most, positive black role model I had think about that Bad News Brown a heel who came out with ghetto sewer rats was the most positive black role because it was like you got slick out there with chicken managing the king the African dream and I was like like I'm absolutely
1: absolutely infuriated right now because I forgot all
0: about the rats yes but he was feuding with Piper And Piper came out in half blackface. Oh boy. Yes. No, he wasn't feud with Piper with the rats. He was feud with Jake the Snake Roberts because, like, Snake versus rats. So, no. When he feud with Piper, it was like this I don't even know what Piper was thinking. It's funny, like, I watched stuff in the 80s and I didn't know, I knew something was off. I wasn't old enough to know how off it was. I'm like, it's something. Why is Akeem out here doing this? Like, that's one man game. Why is this white guy? Dressing these tra- dressing these colors. Like, what is this? It's- I knew something. Uh, I knew something was wrong. It's like, you know how you a kid and you may you don't know you know something's wrong. You don't know why it's wrong, but you know something's wrong. Yeah, like that Kamala. I just like why is he slapping his belly? <laughs> Not even think about the whole racial undertones. like they're doing tribal stuff. And That's the eighties. And we get the two thousands and we got crime time. And it's like it's 2019, and we doing this Bobby Lashley stuff, and people talking about oh, it's a different time frame. It was like last year where SmackDown crack the SmackDown crowd got so pissed at Jinder Mahal's racist nonsense, they chanted, "This is racist." When he was doing that stuff with Nakamura, do you know how racist you gotta be where the crowd is telling you to cut that shit out? Okay, <laughs> like. Or white light. So yes, that's how I feel about it. like it's too much stuff that we got to deal with to the fact where I didn't watch Raw and I didn't miss it. I was like, y'all, man, I saw people watching Raw. I'm like, y'all, y'all can have that shit. And I saw I end it ended with that Lashley crap. And I was like, they are not getting my attention this week. None of them. And AEW like, oh, they could have just kept their mouth shut, ate their food, and then they're making their jokes about appropriation with that old dinosaur shit and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't watching none of y'all this week.
1: When it comes to um, just how everything went down, I think I watched I watched Raw through Twitter, um, this week just because I was irritated, and it just didn't feel right. Some some just I don't know with the whole team. And I understand. Listen, if you white and you say, "Hey, I don't understand," but can you help me or can you? Like, cause I want to, you know, see what you. Fine, we can have that conversation. But I know I got DMs for certain stuff, the small things that I was saying about, oh, you just, uh, you just racist. Oh, oh, you're uh, triggered. Oh, uh, I was a fan of your show, not listening now. I see where you stand. Okay, whatever. Yeah, like what the fuck? Good.
0: Yeah, like I'm I was like, like, I'm glad you told me, so you can stop following my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that.
1: <laughs> but um, it's amazing, just the people I've talked to, and that's black, and they were like, "Oh, I didn't see anything wrong with the shirt initially." I'm like, Coons. "You didn't." I'm like, "No." no. What I've noticed is it's it's an age thing, to a certain Coons. degree, like. If you don't know what Black Sambo is If you don't know You should know what Blackface is But if you don't know what Black Sambo is Motherfucker you know what Mr. Popo is I'm sure you yeah. watch Dragon Ball Z
0: Come on <laughs> yes. if, you, if you're if above the age of 11 You know that shirt's bullshit Basically And even if it's not The shirt's just trash Yeah the shirt's trash Even about the racial stuff Like the shirt is this Because we made fun of the Street Profits shirt Yeah Like looking all low rent And looking like a, a You know A masterpiece album cover Uh, and like at least it's like you know but it's kind of like that was just that just like hood and then you go down that rabbit hole and you see that see that naomi camera stuff i knew about that i knew about it but i tried to forget it but once i I saw the video and then it's funny because cam like he never saw it's like i ain't pressing i know exactly how they sound like church's chicken i ain't i ain't listening that shit again and it's like can you imagine that on the main roster and that was
1: and that was what that was in Florida, where only but a certain amount of people will see it. But forget, you know, it's video, so eventually everybody will see it if you really get it out there like that. And it's just like, I don't even care if they came up with it. I'm looking at y'all crazy because I'm like, y'all thought this was okay being two black women. To, we just trying to we just
0: trying to get over. No. And I know, and the whole thing is like, those women, black women like that, exist. But that's not y'all. Yeah, that's not that's y'all. The thing. It's not that's not y'all. And we don't need and it's not like we don't the whole the un we can write about this. The thing is we need black nuance. We don't get it. And I don't trust the I don't trust major wrestling companies to do it the right way. I just don't. So it's like, you know, why you just you kind know, of can't get past the and negative like, cause even the positive to be all Be tinged with like some negative stuff. Like even the New Day stuff. And I'll just say this. I know the argument about them. I don't want to hear any more white opinions about the New Day. I I am tired of it. I do not want to hear about, you know, the sambo pancake song. Go say it to their face. You feel that strongly about it? Go say it to them. And you tell and you tell them what they how they need to say. And you let me know how that go. I don't want to hear your opinion like I know where because I know where the opinion come from I'm tired of being lectured by white people how black people need to act especially when they coming from places and work at places where it's like yeah you need to look at your own neighborhood your own block first before you get a speech y'all need to act this this is no you need to to mind your business (laughs) like like seriously and a lot of it come down where it got into this whole that that Jordan's that T-shirt thing is like. Let's talk about all the black wrestlers we don't like, and let's talk. Let's make fun of all this, all this other stuff, and it just dovetail and everything, and it just became a whole bunch of noise. And it is it just turned me off to that whole thing? Turned me off to watching wrestling. I'm like, in the Royal Rumble coming up, I'm going. I have reservations. I'm like, I'm paying money to go see this.
1: Uh yeah, I can, I. Totally understand where you come from because like I said, I just
0: yeah, I'm just it's just I shouldn't have to I've had to justify watching wrestling for too long and overshadow all the nonsense. And then the more nonsense reminded, I'm like, why am I putting myself through this? There's so many other things I could be doing with my time and money. Yeah. Like not watching Raw for three hours, like I got to catch up on my shows, I got to catch up watching other like sports and I got to, you know, catch up on the movie we're gonna do. <laughs>
1: yeah um, I just last thing I just think that uh, people need to be more aware of what they do and definitely WWE need more black people working because that shirt shouldn't even seen the light of day it shouldn't even be made as soon as the idea was put out there and they saw the paper and the whatever they looked at and said oh that look no don't do this
0: please. well that's what happens when you don't have enough black friends yeah that's- and that's the thing I would have said this you know, Triple H didn't look well. I don't know how much involvement Triple H had in this, and I know he got a lot more on his plate now than before. He did not come off looking well in this either, and it was disappointing because out of anybody there, you would think he knows better. Uh, it because um, this guy like, because you look at NXT, you look how they how inclusive, how they push de- how diverse they are, and how this just like a natural, organic thing. It's like even then, it's like nobody's infallible, but he still should have caught that. And it's like Sean Waltman said it best: "Just say you're sorry." Yeah. It's Sean Waltman. Me, Sean Waltman, Kevin Nash. Me, the wokest people. Of the click will never not be funny to me because <laughs> he dates the girl that's like a writer or create like a writer on the show Mixed Mixedish that spin off from Blackish. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, she's like an author and like a writer. Yeah, black woman, natural hair. They And I'm seeing pictures. I'm like, wait a second. Because he's like, I'm hearing my girlfriend's book signing. And I saw his girlfriend. I'm like, oh, I would not have guessed that X-Pac would be dating somebody like this. And it made a lot of sense. Like, you see, X-Pac is a lot, like, Sean Walton a lot different now than he used to be. Oh, and, it's kind yeah. of like, and he came out saying, like, just say you're sorry. You know the shirt's jacked up. I apologize to keep it moving. Instead of trying to blame him, and that's that's what happened. They doubled down, to try to make it his fault. Like, just say you' sorry. We took a learning experience. We'll learn from this, and they they've been fine. Instead, they try to make it worse. So now, this whole to the fact where Forbes and stuff is talk like, I saw major like websites talking about this. Yeah,
1: it's getting it's 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 becoming a thing now because if you know what's going to happen is that all of your racially insensitive things are going to be shared now. No matter if it's the past or not, them uh, DX coming out in blackface, Booker TV mm-hmm. calling, the, oh, you a boy, you a driver with your nappy hair, That's mm-hmm. all these
0: little oh, yes. things. That Shelton Benjamin stuff, the bro, all that stuff going to come out. Yeah. It's mainstream now. I know people already like, no, they got billions of dollars of TV money. That this shit is done. They they on ESPN, on TV. Every time I turn on Fox, I see a Smackdown commercial. That's just mainstream. And that comes up I see Force talking about NXT people, because then it's like you shine a light on that, you start shine a light on other stuff. NXT people complain about we thought we were going to get more money when we got on TV. They promised us this. We didn't get the promises. We want to go. Yeah. A lot of them want to leave, man. And I'm not reading that on a a wrestling website. I'm reading that on Force. Force. Yeah, I read the same thing. (laughs) It's. And I'm like, y'all oh, shoot yourselves in the foot and you don't have any reason to. Y'all got enough. Damn. If you're taking that blood money, you might as well use it for the wrestlers. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, stop trying to build every another NXT in other countries and just focus on what you're doing right now. Because right now you need to. It's becoming it's becoming a, a, a shit show. And I know they'll probably spin it, but still, like, certain things shouldn't happen. And one thing especially shouldn't happen is, listen, goddammit, all black people aren't the same. We're all different. If you watch NXT, you see, oh, Keith Lee is not like Montez Ford. No, it's Jordan Miles isn't like a Velveteen Dream. So if they get it down there, the main roster should get it too. And I don't know how much he had involved with the t-shirt. It seems like that he had some involvement and he wasn't listened to or it, it just seemed like it was a lot of communication that wasn't happening and this is what we got now and just for that shirt to even see the light of day <laughs> when you Jesus oh, that, that shit just look crazy man but 2019 brought it up,
0: brought it up. well it? it's 2019 we see what's happened with Bobby Lashley and Lana and Rusev so and it's like and if and anybody don't think red Race is not playing involved in that, you all out your damn mind. Yeah. So
1: on that note, uh shouldn't have brought it up. But anyway, I had to bring it up because I wasn't doing a wrestling show this week. Um, but yeah, that is episode number eight from a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast. Uh if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to follow Shaheed.
0: You can follow me at Philly Drugs. That's Philly underscore drugs on Twitter and Instagram. And only follow me if I have a good three weeks. That way I'll be in the MVP conversation. Peace. (laughs)